Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Guys, we are here with the Hollywood Life podcast, and it is our first virtual podcast. We're doing this on Zoom, and Ali Stagnita and I, my co-host, are so excited to welcome our first guest in this format. Welcome, Jesse McCartney. Hey, ladies. How are you? <laughs> honored to We're, be a virtual we- guest. Thanks for having me on. Yes, well, we are very excited to have you, and you have so much news. You've got a new single, yours, which is fabulous, and a video to go along with it that uh, everybody's got to see and listen to. Yeah, it's and it's it's an exciting time. I'm, I'm, I've been looking forward to this release for a while. This is a song that I I wrote nearly a year ago, actually, along with um, a bunch of other material that I think. Um, people are going to enjoy. It's very um, reflective. The, the whole project is very um, sort of introspective and talks about my life growing up as a kid in the industry and then um, becoming an adult and, you know, my struggles and my all the, the positive things that came out of it and learning how to harness this crazy career. And um, yours is just like the tip of the iceberg. So I'm excited for this entire project to come out and um, to hear and see everybody's reaction. Well, it, it is really reflective um, of your history. And in it, you sing about all the various uh, personas, I guess, that you've had or the myths that have been about you. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, the, obviously the, the, the song, uh, the main line in the song is I, I've, I've been a lot of different things to different people, but my favorite thing to be is yours. And in coming to, to the realization that this new role of being somebody somebody is um is now his new favorite or my new favorite role um so yeah i mean it's it's cool it it was like a fresh to me a fresh spin on a love song um and it's it's very heartfelt vulnerable and also very romantic so i think it checks the boxes bonnie it does (laughs) it does it does um has your fiance been inspiring kind of all of the new music you've been writing She's definitely been my muse and for a lot of this album. I mean, you know, it's we've been together nearly eight years. We just got engaged last September and we're planning on getting married. Yeah, it's exciting. We're we're planning on getting married next spring. Okay. Um, if we can, if this uh this pandemic comes to an end, which I'm I'm sure it will. But um it yeah, it's she's been um the the focus of a lot of, of the album and um, you know, it's 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 hard uh not to be creatively stimulated when you know you're when you're in love so it's it's a good place to be and it makes you very um just kind of freeze up freeze up all of your creative juices and this making this album was definitely um 
the most personal and I think some of just my best writing. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I don't have to worry about who's going to be in my life and how my life is going to end or how it's going to end up. I've, I've come to terms with like living in the present and just being here now. And, um, and I think it's really allowed me to, to focus on my writing and, and my work in a really positive way. And so your fiance is Katie Laura Peterson. And, and so she is yours or you are yours. You're both each other's yours. That's it. Um, That's it works. And when is the album coming out? And what's, can you tell us the name of the album? We don't have a title yet um, or a release date yet, but um, there is a larger body of work that's coming. Um, you know, it's been in the, in the making for quite some time. And um, uh, we're in the process of mixing and mastering a lot of that music, um, whether or not it's a full LP or full album or just a, an extended, you know, an EP remains to be seen. But um, like rest assured, there's a lot of new music coming out later this year. And, Hopefully, you know, if we can get through this crazy time, we'll be uh, back on the road as well. I'd love to be touring again. Um, you know, something that, that you said before, just about kind of getting to this state that you're in now of, of just being comfortable with yourself, being comfortable with your partner, is it something that I have honestly been thinking about a lot since we've been in quarantine because we don't really get this time for ourselves. How did you get to kind of that? mental like reflective state of you being just balanced and who you're meant to be to create this album I think that just comes with time and just and just age to be honest with you and just realizing that like if you I'm you know I'll be 33 tomorrow and like oh, I, I realized tomorrow. That, happy birthday birthday thank you <laughs> I wasn't trying to sneak in a happy birthday promise. I wasn't trying to sneak in a happy birthday. I'm just saying that, like, I, you know, I realized that as, as, I, as I grow, you know, get older, that there's just, you know, specific to my life, of course, I, I have so much to be grateful for. There's a lot of, I think the gratitude will come out in this songwriting as well. Like, I just look back and in my 20s, I think I had a lot of anxiety just about what it, where I was going to be and what this was going to become and how my past was going to affect my future. And, mm-hmm. um, and eventually I just kind of let it all go. I mean, I, I, I don't know if there was one pivotal moment, really. It was just, I just realized like I'm, I need to look around and just be so thankful for everything that I have right now. And I get to do a job and get paid to do a job that people would kill to do. And um, I think once I came to terms with that, it was just, I was just so much more relaxed. And of course, I have a partner who supports me and we support each other. And um, that having that system is, is incredible. And not just with, in a romantic way, but with some of my close friends and the people that I've worked with are still some of the same people I worked with when I was 16 years old. So I, I have a very um, loyal team as well as a very loyal fan base, which has mm-hmm. been so, um, you know, has, you know, allowed me to have the longevity that I've, that I've had in this music um, career of mine. Did, now, what took till eight years, or it was about seven, it was still seven years when you proposed. What took to seven years? <laughs> and what, be, like, what made you go, okay, now is the time for the proposal? Well, <laughs> it's funny. Um, I mean, I, you know, I don't know, why it took so long now that I look back on it. But um, if you ask her, trust me, she, she doesn't have the answer either. Um, no, I mean, you know, I think, 
I think, again, I think it has to go back with like this idea that there was so much left I wanted to do, right? That I hadn't done yet. And I was so caught up in my own world of, of um, trying to, to like manufacture this thing in my head where I was going to do this, this, and this before this happened. Realizing that I was like, I was in the middle of something incredible and just not really realizing it. So I think that is when I, you know, that was the turning point for me. She's going to, she's going to scoop somebody up real fast if I let this go on any longer. So put a ring on it. (laughs) Well, I say second to that. (laughs) Good idea. You did that. Um, You know, when you, you've talked a bit here about your past and not knowing when you were younger, like in your twenties, what was going to happen with your life? Because listen, I mean, you had a very unusual life. You were a star as a teenager. Uh, you were a pop star. You were on the cover of teen magazines and on posters, and uh, you were writing songs even then. And then you know you did acting and and all kinds of things when you were at a very young age. So you know, tell us a bit about like what was that experience like of going through that from just kind of being an ordinary kid? You actually grew up right near me. Um, Ardsley is like 10 minutes away. I'm in Hastings on Hudson. Awesome. (laughs) So you grew up, you know, in a very kind of normal environment and then you're a star. What was that like? It's, it's kind of hard to describe Bonnie. I feel like, you know, in so many ways, it was just this unbelievable thrill, right? I mean, imagine you're on top of the world at 16, 17, doing things that you, you always sort of dreamed about in your, in your bedroom, you know? It's like that when you're singing into the, into the, the hairbrush, you know, in the mirror. That really was me just a year before everything exploded. And then, um, and then, and then here I was, like, in, in everybody's, you know, living room and becoming this household name. And then, and I remember the first couple of years just being like, just being so exciting. And then there was a turning point where it also became very isolated because it, there wasn't really anybody that could relate to that, that I knew. And all of a sudden people just looked at you differently. The people that I even grew up with, like they were kind of, they had this preconceived notion of who they thought I probably was going to become and who, the, you know, in just a two year period. And I remember going back to Ardsley thinking like, hey guys, let's, let's go hang out. You know, let's like, I don't know, let's go to a party in the woods or whatever, you know, let's go, <laughs> let's go to a shopping mall or whatever. And they, they had this like, I don't, it's hard to describe, but they had this new lens in front of them where they just saw me in a different way that immediately I was like, wait, what is this? What is this sort of, what are you guys doing? It's still me. And I remember that being very heavy, you know? Um, but you know, I, I think, I think after time, you know, it, it, it took time, people realize, you know, look, I, I am the same person. I'm the same guy. Um, you know, my career has taken me here and it's everything that I've wanted. And it would be nice if you guys got on board with that and just still, you know, took me for who I am. But I, you know, look, it, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining in any way. Cause it was, it's, and it still is like just the best life. And I had so much to be grateful for, but there were some trials and tribulations and growing up as like this, you know, prepubescent teenager in front of everyone's cameras, you know, going through acne publicly, like that was so humiliating. Um, you know, and this is back when there was like 
public shaming like wasn't frowned upon yet. You know, like, people were still on the internet, like really troll. I mean, and they still do, but but really, like it was harsh. Some of the people you know that that were attacking you for just having pimples on your face, and you're like six, seventeen years old. Um, those moments, you know, that the real teenage moments that you have to live out in a public way, those were probably the hardest parts. And I didn't really get to absorb them or, or you know, uh, uh, meditate on any of that until much later in life. So it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting world that I, that I live in. But look, I, 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 like I said, I have so much to be grateful for. I have a loyal fan base that's followed me since those uh, pimply face years. And, <laughs> uh, and it's been really good. I mean, here we are. How would you say that your sound has evolved? Obviously, you sound quite different than you do as a 16-year-old. Um, but like sonically and even lyrically, how have you you've brought your fan base with you, which is really incredible, um, through kind of this adaptation of sound? Yeah, I think, you know, when I, when I was 16, 17, I wasn't a very established writer. I, you know, I, I was still learning how to write songs. Um, in fact, most of the first album I didn't write. Um, and I think that just comes with time. I mean, it just, it's very rare to come across somebody who's a phenomenal writer at 16, 17 years old. There's just no perspective there yet. You know, there's no worldly knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just my sound evolved just, just by growing up and living. I mean, I, I write about what I go through. I mean, I think it makes for the most honest and vulnerable songwriting and um, I think I just have a lot more perspective now than I did then. So um, because of that, it's made me a stronger writer. Um, I think sonically, you know, I've gone through different stages. I mean, as a musician, as a singer, you know, it's like, it's like when you binge your favorite comedy and then you want to switch to a drama that you love. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, I've gone through R&B phases. I've gone through more sort of singer-songwriter singer songwritery organic phases where I just wanted just the guitar or just the piano. Um, and then through crazy dance phases where I wanted crazy, you know, electronic music. And so I think your taste changes over the years too, you know? Um, but that's the beauty of, of being a creator and, and being a, you know, a musician is that you can, you can change it up. I did a, a songwriting camp in Nashville like four or five years ago that really, really was such like such a huge turning point for me as a songwriter because they do so much storytelling in country music. And it was my first time going down there uh, to Nashville and writing with all these country writers. And I was so out of my element and it really, like I took two steps forward as a writer that, that week because it, it really got me outside of my comfort zone and I was able to sharpen a tool that I, I, I never had in my, you know, in my tool bag. So it, it was cool. Yeah, Nashville is like the place to write. I mean, Camila Cabello wrote her album there, Ed Sheeran, um, Halsey, because the storytelling is really just so profound that artists want to be a part of that. That's awesome. I agree. Yeah. What makes you, when you're writing, decide or feel that the song is for you or that the song might be for someone else? Because you've written really successful songs for other artists. I think it's, I think it's, a gut feeling really. Um, and also, you know, your, you know, your career is like this painting where you're trying to, uh, you're not going for necessarily like these broad strokes. You're going for, you know, more of a detailed 
you know, you, you want to step back at the end of your career and be like, what have I, what have I done here? And I think you do pick your songs tactfully. You do pick your releases tactfully. You want people to remember those years and then those years and then those years. Oh yeah, that was the time he made that kind of music or that kind of music. So often I'll be writing, um, you know, country music, knowing that I'm not doing a country album anytime soon. So I automatically, I know going in, okay, this is going to be for somebody else. But there have been times, uh, on the contrary to that, there have been times where I've written a song thinking this was going to be for an artist and was like, hmm, I think I might hold on to this one. <laughs> um, so it does, it does happen. You know, it, it does happen. It's just kind of a gut feeling. What would you say yours and this next body of work kind of falls into sonically? Is yours a good preview of what's to come? I do think yours is a good representation of the rest of the work on this project. And um, it's, like I said, it, it's the first time I've really um, let my guard down completely. I think like when you listen to this project, it's, it's probably the closest you're going to get to, you know, what's tumbling around in my head every day. Um, and, and, you know, all of the positive and negative impacts of being in the industry, um, being in love, about to get married. It, it, it really represents where I am right now in my life. And I think a lot of people are going to relate to it that, um, that grew up listening to my music because I, I do believe that a lot of them are in the same place that I am in. Um, and so I think it's going to be re- the most relatable pr- album I've done. And I do think, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, the most personal project for sure. S- musically, it's, I think the most reminiscent of some of my earlier stuff. It's very, a lot of organic elements. It's not, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's stripped down to the, the songwriting in this case. Oh. What about the visuals for yours? Um, what inspired those? Well, I, you know, I like to have fun and I like to, I like to play dress up and play different roles and, you know, play different characters. And this was an opportunity to do just that because the song, obviously, when you listen to the lyrics, discusses all of these different roles I've played over the course of however many years. And the uh, makeup was incredible. Oh, okay. I couldn't believe that was you in some of the, 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 some of the personas. I know, I know. Well, both of the, the makeup team and my stylist, Melissa Lynn, who I've been working with for years, did an incredible job. And Nick Peterson, who directed it, was um, was instrumental in, in making it work because he he really had the vision for the theatrical part of, of the video. I knew I wanted to play these different roles and I knew it would keep people engaged because in a world where keeping somebody engaged for two or three minutes, one way to get them to stay on is by you know having them guess what character you're going to play next. But he was really, um, really great at, you know, making that whole video seem, seem like this theatrical dance um, with a heavier message than just, you know, me playing these different characters. So I'm really, I'm really proud of this video. The, um, now, I guess that would be the, the Katie figure, the girl, is kind of mysterious in the video. And um, is there a reason that you kind of had her almost unattainable? like that she was about to leave your grasp. Did that, did that have anything to do with your thoughts that we just talked about? Like, oh, I better propose or I may lose her? There's certain certainly room for interpretation when you watch this video. I think for me, what this song means is, you know, of all these different things that I've been in my past, it, it seems like all of these things have been great for other people, but in many ways have been a barrier or sort of a shield from me getting to her. 
um, and finding a partner that I can enjoy the rest of my time with. And so a lot of it for me was just these characters getting in the way. Um, and then by the end of the video, I think, you know, when I lift her hat, we had a huge debate about the end of the video because there was a shot where that everyone loved that was um, of me raising her hat and it cuts to a wide lens and you see this just beautifully lit shot of me like finally getting to her. And then it was actually Katie's idea, if I may say so, to have me lift the hat and it become her point of view. So I'm looking down the barrel of the lens and I deliver the last line, yours, right down the barrel of the camera. And it sort of leaves it open for me to interpretation, which is like, are you hers or are you still every, everyone's, whatever you want, what everybody wants you to be. Um, so it was a, I thought it was a dynamic ending and, and really um, something to think about. Uh, because ultimately, look, I, I am Katie's <laughs> through and through, but I'm also a lot of different things still to many people. So um, I don't take that for granted either. So, Do you guys ever write together? Because she sings as well. Like, do you sing together, write together? Katie, first of all, she's an incredible shower singer. I've not heard, <laughs> I've not heard any of her previous albums, but... <laughs> Katie's <laughs> an incredible comedy writer, actually. Yeah. And all these, like, I don't know if you've seen any of these quarantine sketches. I think you said yeah. you love them, but, um, you know, 90% of that is, is her writing and, and her, she did all of the editing, which to me, most of the comedy is in editing anyway. Um, but They're really funny. Yeah, thank I you. Just, anybody who's watching, listening to this, you've yeah. got to, you've got to go to your Instagram or hers and watch these quarantine couples. And in fact, we're waiting for the next one, please. <laughs> we're working on it. We we're kind of, we're kind of low on ideas right now. But we, we've been making a list. We literally have a list of all the different sketch ideas that we could possibly do. We're thinking about doing one um, little insight here. We're thinking about doing one about, cause you know, we're planning our wedding. So doing one maybe about just, you know, what it's like planning a wedding with a bride. Um, uh, and you know, so we're, we're, we're coming up with new and, and fresh ideas, but no, she's a very talented writer and great act, great actor. Um, so we have a lot of fun together. We obviously have a lot in common. What made you guys do these, um, kind of quarantine couples? Like whose idea was it? How did it come up? I think it's so smart. Well, we didn't, you know, it, we literally, we woke up day one. We were already bored. It's just so miserable. And because, you know, we're active people. We like to get out of the house. We like to go on hikes and take the dog for a hike or go to the gym. Like, we just do a lot of stuff. And so being locked in the house on day one, we were like, okay, first of all, we're already out of food, you know. <laughs> we drank all the wine. Like, what are we going to do here? I know. There was a lot of wine drinking. <laughs> so we were like, all right, well, obviously, we can't get out of the house. We're entertainers. It's what we do. Like, let's come up with something creative that we can do in the house. And so, you know, we, we spent days just writing these little bits. And I know they're only three, three and a half, four minutes, but they, they take quite a bit of time to sort of, you know, creatively put together. And the editing takes hours and hours. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it was a good productive way to, to waste time in a, in quarantine. You know? yeah. oh, no. So what are you doing about food? <laughs> well, you know, we actually, for the first time just did our first, cause in Los Angeles, you, I know you guys are in New York, but they've now issued like a, you know, we, we've been, we've been trying really to adhere to the rules that they now had a, um, announced that we can't, uh, that we shouldn't go to the grocery store. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, they have, they've announced like maybe, maybe don't go to the grocery stores if you can. So thankfully we had just stocked up like three days before that. Um, but, uh, we love to cook and we do go through quite a bit of food. So we've been like stocking up on dry foods, like rice and beans. And um, I ordered a lot of food through this new thing called Instacart where they basically deliver your food to you. So that's good. We got a lot of frozen meats and stuff in the freezer. We should be good. We should be good for at least another 24 hours. (laughs) Hopefully more wine. Uh, Have you guys been like binge watching anything or, you know? Yeah, for sure. So we cruised through the Tiger King in a matter of a day. We couldn't take our eyes off of that car accident. Car accident. It's just, it's just too real. I mean, it's so unbelievable. You could not write something that amazing. Um, hats off to those documentary makers. That is one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Um, Ozarks, we love Jason Bateman and Laura Linney. Like they're crushing it. Season three, rip through that one. Um, yeah, those are probably two of our, our favorites that we just finished. What do you, now in terms of this, because you were planning to go on tour, like when I was looking at your social media, you were talking about dates coming up. How, what's going on with all that? Is it just all frozen until you, you know, we all know when we can get out of this situation? Yeah, it still kind of remains to be seen. I mean, Australia was was canceled with no immediate plans to reschedule. I haven't heard from any of those people. Um, you know, my agents are still, you know, the, they don't understand. We're in, in an industry, as you know, but we're in an industry where, everyone's livelihood relies on people congregating in one. Yes. So it's just like everyone's kind of, you know, agents are, you know, being let, let off. I mean, it's, it's a really rough time for the entertainment industry and for, I'm sure for every industry, but um, Australia, hopefully will get rescheduled. We just don't know. I've had many universities in this country have to cancel. We had a bunch of colleges booked um, and we were in the midst of, um, you know, putting routing and putting together another North American tour and we had to shut that down. It's just, uh, until we know more, it's, everything's just sort of so uncertain right now. There won't be any plans to tour, obviously. So hopefully we can get through this and fight through it and, and so I can get back on the road. Everyone can get back to normal. But at least you can release your new music and, and give fans that, which I know is, is a nice kind of beacon of light in all of this right now. That's the positive. Everyone's got nothing to do but listen to Spotify and watch Netflix. So <laughs> good time to release music. Wow. Do you think there would possibly, like, do you think that there's going to be the development of things like, you know, Zoom or virtual performances that are actually, like, paid for? Because, listen, you guys, you need to make money. People have to make money. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I'd be, I'd certainly be interested in, in, and seeing what comes out. I mean, look, at the end of the day, there's something to say about human connection and this and what, what it means. This technology, what I've really learned from just these few short weeks is, you know, I, I get calls from people who, um, you know, who live at home alone and they're just lonely. I mean, it's, it's a lonely time. And I think it really speaks volumes about what we still need from in terms of human connection, you know, and I think there will be no application, no video chat app that will make up for being able to go and see a live performance in the flesh. It would be nice to just for the next couple months to have something. But I mean, I think we all need that 
that human touch. We all need a hug. We all need to go see live music. It's, it's, I think it's just embedded in our, in our DNA. And as a performer, I guess you love also the feeling of the audience right there, because isn't that also um, make for a greater experience for yourself? Of course. I mean, it's, it's the, the greatest high of, of, of all time is being able to perform live on stage and have people, you know, screaming the lyrics to your songs. It's, there's nothing like that. It's an indescribable feeling. And, um, you know, I miss it very much. So, you know, I, I'm gonna, if they, if they come out with some cool video performance app, we'll do it probably, but it won't be the same as performing on stage. There's just nothing like it. Yeah. Until then you will do your quarantine couple of videos. Got it will be enough <laughs> until we can get on stage again. Content gold. That's what we're after right now. Exactly. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for such an incredible interview. Our first podcast virtual guest. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And good luck with Katie. And we're, we wish you all the best on yours and your upcoming album and on all the plans that you and Katie have. Thank you, Ali. Thank you, Bonnie. What a wonderful interview. I hope you guys are staying safe and stay safe out there in New York. Thank you. And you too. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, Kelsey. Thank you. Bye, Kelsey. Thank you. Bye, guys. <laughs>